through the first part of the week and look at that first alert forecast coming up here in mere moments gavin newsom making the uh, appointment to the late senator feinstein's seat uh there were there was of course we talked about this friday as that announcement was made uh, of feinstein's death a a woman whose body was used uh, to maintain order, if you will, uh, in the U.S. Senate. And there was a lot of speculation if Gavin Newsom would make a move that could potentially usher his way into the White House. I think that any move he made, and I'll explain this coming up, could be seen as just that, regardless of what he did. And that is because of the complete disaster that the Democrats have made of their party coming into this upcoming election, backing themselves into a corner with Joe Biden, and of course, some increasingly coming out and saying that he need not run again. You've got some of the more uh, more liberal, more progressive, less party loyalists that are coming out on this. Bill Maher noting that he's got to go. Trump is going to win. It is interesting. The a year ago the conventional wisdom was that Biden is the only person that can beat Trump Trump is the only person that can lose to Biden to where you have this recognition amongst some on the Democrat side that Trump is the only one that can beat Biden and that Biden has got to step down Uh, if Biden is the one if he is the nominee then that means Trump is going to be back in the White House Now, this is subsequent to the three or four weeks ago, the Washington Post op-ed piece, Iglesias, making that very argument that the greatest triumph, the greatest contribution to our society from Joe Biden wasn't anything he's actually done as president, but was preventing Trump from getting reelected and arguing that that if he, of course, is the nominee this time around, he is going to wipe all of that out because he will, in turn, now actually get Trump elected a year ago. Sometime, probably not exactly on this day a year ago, but I've noted who knows what it's going to look like a year from now and who knows what it's going to look like a year from now. Uh, But that is a, a pretty monumental shift in the mindset. Just the fact that even though it isn't the majority of Democrats that are out there saying this, although when it comes to polling voters, a majority don't want Biden to be the nominee, but the fact that you have any Democrats that are elected or Democrats that are are listened to um, as talking heads or editorialists, whatever position that they may hold, that they're they're openly talking about this, that, that is a monumental shift because that's signaling it's okay to start talking about it. Trump 
in Los Angeles, makes a stop at an ice cream store. Of course, people go just nuts over it. Uh, He also, among other things, uh, announced that um, uh, part of the problem that we have in this country, of course, is all of the looting that takes place. And and the, the solution, or at least one of the many solutions, is allowing shop owners or, or people who work, although he wasn't specific on exactly who would be able to do this, but essentially saying that, that uh, these shoplifters, they just, we need to start shooting them. Now, this is seen as the over-the-top rhetoric of Donald Trump and oh, how dangerous something like that would be. But it does, for the intellectual, cause one to pause and think, what would the crime problem look like if, in fact, that was a standard way of dealing with these individuals that so brazenly go into stores and steal stuff? Not because they're hungry, not because they're trying to make ends meet, but they get these items and then they sell them through social media, through uh, you know, different uh, platforms online. It's just all about the cash. And that, you know, the question that so often we don't ask is, would that work? Would that work? Look at the weather here in a moment. First, the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The Green County Jail has a new member on its team. Canine Batman is one of the newest additions to the Green County Jail's canine team. In addition to his new position, Batman is also now featured on limited edition Green County Jail merch. Missouri Berries is partnering with Honor Flight of the Ozarks for their Pumpkins for Patriots event today. It's located at the Missouri Berries Farm in Republic. They'll also have some military equipment on display and a Black Hawk helicopter. Now it's free to get in, but you can buy pumpkins to take home. 100% of the proceeds made from the pumpkins that they sell will go towards the honor flight. The event will last all weekend long. Tune in to Color 10 and Fox 49 for all the latest news. I'm Angela Luna. Mm, Best of news. First alert forecast, Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny today, high of 88, 62 tonight. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 85. Then things are going to cool off a bit. Showers and storms likely on Wednesday. A high of 74, cooler yet Thursday with a 50% chance of rain and a high of only 71. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Let's go. Streaming live, ksgf.com. The app is a fantastic place to do that. You can watch us on Facebook Live, 1041 Nick Reed. That's sponsored by Springfield Raps, designer of the KSGF studio. Uh, we got a local for less. It's been a couple of weeks since we have had one of these local for less, and it is timely. Half price deal, Hotel of Terror and Dungeons of Doom coming up Friday, this Friday, 10 a.m. at ksgf.com. The two haunt combo pass gets you access to Hotel of Terror and Dungeons of Dooms for just $21. And that is normally $42. So if you know, you're looking at a family of four, you're talking about quite a bit of savings there. That I'm sure those will go extremely fast. And that again is going to be 10 a.m. Friday. 
ksgf.com. Uh, if you have your alert set on the app, then you will get an alert notification giving you a heads up. Um, I think usually it's around 8 o'clock that morning, sometimes 9, letting you know, hey, it's coming up here in just a bit. California Governor Gavin Newsom named Democratic strategist LaFonza Butler as Senator Dianne Feinstein's replacement. Butler, president of Emily's List, pro-abortion organization, also former advisor to Vice President Kamala Harris's presidential campaign. Clear success there. Will be, okay, here we go, you ready? The only black woman serving in the U.S. Senate and the first openly LGBTQ plus lawmaker to represent the Golden State in the upper chamber. So we've got the black, we've got the woman, we've got the L, we've got the G, we've got the B, we've got the T, we've got the Q, we've got the plus. These are all the things that matter, of course. I don't know if she is the L, the G. I guess she's, well, I think she identifies as a woman. I don't know. This all becomes very confusing. Is she the B? Is she the T? I don't think she's the T, but I don't know. Uh, the Q, the plus, um, this is one of the unfortunate components of the vagueness of LGBTQ plus is uh, sometimes you don't really know which one of the LGB, which, which of the letters. Sometimes perhaps more than one. We don't know. But we do know that this is a historic moment. A historic moment for the country. The only black woman serving in the U.S. Senate and the first openly LGBTQ plus lawmaker. There was a great deal of speculation regarding what decision Gavin Newsom would make to replace Dianne Feinstein. There was a lot of speculation and chatter. What would be best for Gavin Newsom because it is recognized, despite the denials, that he is running for the White House Perhaps he doesn't even know whether it is for 2024 or 2028. Some of that has yet to be seen. It depends on whether or not Biden falls down the stairs, is incapacitated, uh, just is it's determined by the powers that be that he is going to lose the White House for the Democrats. So he will be ushered out one way or another, whether that's the Justice Department and the FBI going full bore for Hunter Biden and allowing more information to come out or some other means. And so we've, you you know, Gavin Newsom, he's, he's positioning himself and he's playing the golly gee shucks. Oh, I'm just a party. You know, I I believe in loyalty and, and golly gee whiz. I'm supporting by, okay. All right. All right. It's just a little too much. I feel like Gavin Newsom's the kind of guy where it's just a little too much cologne. Like that guy, I mean, not, it's just, just a little too much cologne. There was the, and I, I don't know that it was speculation. It may have been for some as much as, uh, you know, just taking a, a, a wild guess as to how Gavin Newsom would see the, the most beneficial move, you know, what would that be? And there was talk that, oh, well, Kamala Harris, this would be a great way to get her out. Get her out of the White House. 
There are some who believe that she's the one that is dragging Biden down because voters do not believe that Biden is going to survive through a second term should he get elected. And so a lot of people are, are, are recognizing that. And they are, as, as Nikki Haley has noted on numerous occasions, not actually going to be voting for Joe Biden, but voting for Kamala Harris. And she's the one person that is actually, if there is a success, there is a historic first. Uh, it would be her ability to be less popular than Joe Biden. And get her out. Get her the appointment to the U.S. Senate. The sell to her would be, listen, eh, Joe's not going to win this thing. And so you're going to be out of the White House. What are you going to do then? You take this U.S. Senate seat and you, you got a job for life. Then Gavin Newsom could become vice president with everyone recognizing exactly what's going on and so forth. So that, that could be a play. However, it appears that Newsom has just picked this person that has nothing to do with the White House. Some would see that as, well, he's trying to stay clear of interfering in the upcoming election in any way that might benefit him. But I think that one could argue that this is helpful to him because it continues the slow unraveling of the train wreck that is the Biden-Kamala-Harris uh, campaign. And, and this isn't anything new, but there is a belief, and it makes sense, that Newsom is perfectly fine with Biden not getting reelected and with a Republican, Trump, becoming president for the next four years because that will allow Democrats to get their fury back up, to get that hatred going again. And that is what activates the left more than any emotion. It's hatred for their political enemy. It's just that hate. And there's no one that they hate more than Donald Trump. And that would allow Gavin Newsom to come in without any sort of question as to, well, is it Kamala's turn? Is it because that, that administration will be done and over with because of uh, Trump's election. And so ultimately that is what benefits Gavin Newsom the most. Just sit back and watch it unfold. And, of course, he starts now, just in case it is decided that Biden should not fulfill the campaign, uh, you know, not really a pledge, but the, the fact that he's running and decide just to drop out, whether it's his own decision or others, though most don't believe he makes his own decisions now anyhow. Meanwhile, Trump, L.A. crowd cheers for him as he makes a stop at an ice cream shop. A large crowd of supporters cheered on former President Donald Trump in L.A. Friday evening as he made a surprise stop at a Carvel ice cream shop after delivering a speech in California for their GOP fall convention in Anaheim. People in the crowd and members of Trump's team uploaded videos of the former president's pit stop at the ice cream store to social media. crowd of supporters loudly cheered as Trump exited his motorcade video showed the former president also signed several autographs many people in the crowd were seen holding trump 2024 signs uh, the crowd could also be heard chanting we love trump richard grinnell posted online trump pops in for an, uh, for ice cream in la people are going crazy also of course as usually buys ice cream for everybody <laughs> there was one posting from uh 
one of the individuals, one of some guy, I think it was, that happened to be the recipient of the ice cream. And he took a picture of his ice cream cone saying, Donald Trump bought me ice cream, Biden gave me $6 gas. The choice is clear. Trump also took questions about California, the general election, the potential government shutdown while at the ice cream parlor. One reporter asking Trump, what is your message to California? And he said, it's in a lot of trouble. California, you're doing very badly. We'll turn it all around. The whole country's going to be turned around. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. When it came to the potential government shutdown, Trump called on Republicans to get tough. By the way, we are going to have uh, Congressman Burleson on with us uh, after 730 to talk about the latest developments there. One of the things that is um, pretty remarkable about Trump, even in Los Angeles, is uh, you know, I, I would imagine, I don't know to, to what degree there is knowledge of a stop like that. Oftentimes a store owner will get a call ahead of time, hey, just so you know, uh, this is going to happen. I imagine if it leaked out to where you actually had average people know about it, it would be posted all over social media. Ultimately, my point is, who else can show up and just have people that are not expecting you, talking about average citizens, get that sort of reaction? Trump can show up, Los Angeles, clearly not a red county, a red city. He can show up and he gets the same sort of hero's welcome that he gets no matter where he goes in this country. And some could say, well, they probably just planted supporters there. I don't think that's the case because, again, if something like that were going to happen ahead of time, it would be all over the place. And the media, of course, would make sure that everyone understood that these were plants, that these individuals, this wasn't organic in any way. It's Trump being fake and trying to make it look as if uh, he is is receiving this sort of excited reception. And so everything points to the fact that these people that are getting very excited when Trump makes some sort of surprise stop like this, that, that they are completely caught off guard and that you have just the the level of excitement, even in an area that is as deep blue as Los Angeles, it's a pretty remarkable thing. I don't think you think about now, of course, I know it is L.A. So people in there in in Los Angeles, they are accustomed to celebrities. But I don't think maybe Taylor Swift, if she showed up, there would be that sort of reaction. But there are very, very, very few people, particularly in an area of the country in which these are individuals that are used to seeing famous people all the time. Fame to them is different than fame to people who don't live in an area where you see famous people all of the time, just walking down the street, driving in their convertible. It is not in any way, shape or form uncommon. And so to have anyone that commands that sort of reaction in an area that you are most likely to see celebrities and not think anything of it, it's just a pretty remarkable thing. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. While speaking in California and California, New York, pretty much any 
Well, area, any county that is known to have Democrat policies in place uh, dealing with law and order have extreme issues when it comes to shoplifting. Um, So many of these areas are watching stores just leave, saying we can't do it anymore. The cost, not only the actual monetary cost to the stores, but but the cost of quality of workplace. Uh, making it so extremely dangerous, putting your employees in harm's way by choosing to have a store in an area where you have a a Democrat prosecutor and Democrat elected officials that up until relatively recently have continued to pretend as if this is a Republican myth. Uh, It wasn't just a year or so ago that that was the talking points by not just Democrats, but the media as well, that this was something Republicans were making up. Crime isn't really a problem at all, but they are beginning to fear that it could have negative repercussions when it comes to their clamp on power, and that is the only thing that really matters to them. And so some are beginning to at least pretend as if they recognize that there's a problem and they want to try to fix it. Trump over the weekend during his speech in Anaheim had this suggestion for dealing with shoplifters. Walk into a store, big department store, and just pillage it. And if you happen to be there when they're there, they'll knock the hell out of you and kill you in some cases. And we will immediately stop all of the pillaging and theft. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, only Trump. Well. (laughs) But let me tell you, this is the injury. We got to get it. I want to talk about this. Um, We got to get a traffic update here. This is the sort of comment that, generally speaking, Democrats would be all over. They would utilize this to characterize, again, Trump as being this out-of-control, emotionally-driven, crazy orange man, and that if Trump gets his way, you won't be able to walk into a store without a you know, being the Wild West and giving permission to, you know, for part-time weekend workers to pull out a gun and shoot people that they think are, are, uh, you know, shoplifting something. And this is a recipe for disaster. But I, I suspect that if they allow their brain to function long enough to really evaluate the atmosphere right now, that they will not make this an issue because they've got to recognize that coming out against Trump, that you're going to have, let's put it this way, more people in this country today that support something like that than they ever have before. Let's get a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Transitioning summer to fall, fall to winter soon. There are a number of things, items that are, if you're a homeowner in particular, you do in order to extend the the life and the value of your home. And I always overlooked Garage Door until I learned more about the Garage Door world. Jeremy Toth, Green County Garage Doors. And, you know, part of that was my decision to upgrade not just my garage door but the open the opener was i've learned um i think an original with the house which was from the late 70s and so going to a much more advanced much quieter with a belt driven garage door but we were talking about 
routine maintenance of these things. And I had never done that. The only time I had ever in the past called somebody to work, do any work in my garage is twice in my life, both times a spring broke. Not realizing that so many times these sorts of things occur because you don't keep up on routine maintenance for only 85 bucks. I would, I'm making that this is an annual thing now for me. 85 bucks. Green County Garage Doors will come out, do an inspection. And if there needs to be any lubing done, they'll just go ahead and throw that in, take care of it so that it runs much more smoothly. But if you've not had that done, I'm telling you, call to action, do it. I asked him, I said, well, how much time is lost? Like, if, if you keep on top of that, what are we talking about in terms of time frame difference in having some sort of potentially catastrophic thing where you have to replace everything? And he said, you know, it, it can extend the life of your system two to three times out. And when you're talking about a big ticket item like, and I'm not just talking about the opener itself or the door itself, but the whole system. And so you can really, truly, genuinely save yourself a tremendous amount of headache and dollars by having that done. Um, just reach out to them. They're great folks. Jeremy's incredible. This is not a way to get in to try to sell you something you don't need. It's just a, a service that they do provide. And for just 85 bucks, the amount of money that you can save in the long term, cannot recommend it enough. That is Green County Garage Doors under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Uh, color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly sunny 88 today, 85 tomorrow, then showers and storms. Likely on Wednesday, 74, cooler yet again. Thursday, 50% chance of rain, high of 71. I, there was uh, across the Fox News earlier a story about a bear that returned to somebody's cabin and got into their refrigerator and, and stole White Claws. And most of you are familiar with White Claws. They're these seltzer alcohol drinks. They're very refreshing. They are uh, very popular. I, I would say they, they seem at least just based off of White Claw being synonymous with that sort of drink, that that is the brand that leads the pack in terms of popularity. And there, there was a story, I, I think, a couple months ago about this, this bear. And, of course, because there's video of it is why it gets the, the news story of uh, the bear that gets into these people's cabin or home and gets into the refrigerator and, and gets the White Claws out. Well, it, it returned. And anyway, this reminded me of a story that I pulled last week, but I didn't get to it. And it's just such a funny story. I wanted to share it. There's a book that is coming out and um, in the book. Oh, I think it's that Katie Hutchinson uh, was her name. She's the gal who worked in the Trump administration. And then, I don't know, she was called before Congress and she made claims. I think she's the one who claimed that Trump tried to commandeer the limo. Um, and she, she said that, oh yeah, this person told me and that person told, it was on January 6th or, or I, I don't remember when it was supposed to have been done, but he, he supposed to have like crawled over the seat and put the limo driver in a chokehold and, uh, because he wanted to go to the Capitol to stop that, the counting of the electoral votes that day. And all the people that were involved said that is not true at all. None of that happened. And we didn't tell her that happened. I think this is the gal. She's written a book and there's a story in the book that for whatever reason sounds like it could very well be true. And it was regarding Mark Meadows. And Mark Meadows was chief of staff for a period of time during the Trump administration. And he evidently is never, well, until the point in the book in which this story is written, he hadn't, have you ever had White Claw? Mm -mm. Okay. 
So White Claw, I should note, it, you can drink them, and I, I, I've had a White Claw before. You don't drink it and taste alcohol. Like a lot of alcoholic beverages, you can taste it and tell that it's alcohol. But you can drink a White Claw, and, and it just it tastes like a seltzer water that's flavored, like a Cana- clearly Canadian, if you remember those. Uh, back in the 90s, those were very popular. They may still even be around. But, but that's what it tastes like. And he evidently... One morning, uh, early morning, he was there at the White House and he was thirsty and opened the fridge and there were White Claws in there. And he just thought that they he just grabbed one, opened it and drank and thought, these are pretty good. And and he had, I think, two or three or not having because he had never even drank alcohol, evidently. And then he realized he just did something was off. And he offered one to someone else on the staff who came in and they, he noted that they looked at me oddly like, uh, no, all right, uh, I don't think so. And he thought, well, that's a weird reaction. Um, and he at one point even noted that there was a flavor that he thought his staff, because I guess he would drink um, flavored seltzer waters and he came across one flavor in particular. He thought, well, why are they holding out on me? They have all these flavors. I didn't know we had all these flavors of seltzer water. And so at some point, someone finally noted that it was, it was alcohol. And he had evidently gotten himself drunk before the day even started and had no clue what was going on. I thought that was a fu- I, I could see that happening. That's pretty good. I thought that was a pretty funny story. I don't know whether he's confirmed that that story is true, but it's, you know, again, given the source and the fact that she has made claims in the past that uh, 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 people have denied ever telling her these things. I don't know. It just sounds like the sort of thing that could actually happen. Trump. Regarding crime in California while speaking in Anaheim at the California GOP annual event had this to say. Walk into a store, big department store, and just pillage it. And if you happen to be there when they're there, they'll knock the hell out of you and kill you in some cases. And we will immediately stop all of the pillaging and theft. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. No, all right. So my favorite part. I don't know if that is. Uh, it, I don't know who that is. I, I can tell you who it was. So that actually, the, Jesse Waters was playing that clip on his show. Okay, okay. And that's him laughing over the clip is what that is. See, I wasn't sure if that was right, somebody yeah, in the crowd yeah. or I. I didn't have any context, but that's my favorite part of that whole thing. Yeah. Is that oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. Okay, so Trump is known for saying things that I think even his supporters, they they see him as making a point. Uh, they don't necessarily believe that that is something that he would try to make a reality, though I then again, there's always, well, it is Trump. And, and even if elected president, I'm not really sure in what way he could make something like that a reality as president. But what I do like about a situation like this is is it is almost universally dismissed out of hand as well that's not anything that we would actually do or allow to happen but i like to think about well what if we did i mean let, let's just stop for a moment and think about it what would the results be what do what do you think would happen let's say that it's some of these areas in which you you have this rampant crime in which these 
individuals fear no repercussions whatsoever. If one day they woke up and recognized that they could be shot and killed. Shot and killed. Would we continue to see the same level of crime, the same level of shoplifting of and shoplifting to me almost I don't know, diminishes what's going on because so for so long we have thought of shoplifting as an individual, you know, sneaking a candy bar in their pocket or maybe even some sort of larger ticket item. And what we're dealing with now are these cr- crime rings of people that just storm uh, these these different stores and they take thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. It, it isn't uh, an individual acting in an isolated manner as opposed to a conspiracy of individuals that are participating in this for the purposes of selling things on the black market. Now, of course, there, there would be some objections that are legitimate. For example, well, people are going to get shot and killed. Yeah, they are. Some would note that the criminals would probably start bringing firearms and then it's going to turn into the OK Corral shooting. And uh, yeah, that could happen, too. Is it any worse than what's going on now? I mean, these while the the scenarios that are occurring inside the stores are not on any sort of real significant level resulting in um, innocent bystanders being shot and killed. But the culture within those areas themselves do have high crime rates that are violent. We do see that people get randomly killed in the cities, sometimes in broad daylight for no reason whatsoever. So that component to the culture of people being killed, whether it is through a shooting or a stabbing, that is occurring already. The difference would be that if we did have a culture that said, all right, if you're a shop owner and somebody is trying to shoplift and steal, you could shoot them dead. You have the right to use deadly force in order to protect your property or the property of the store. The difference would be some of those who are getting shot and killed would be the bad guys. I mean, right now, the good guys, it's the, the good guys are the ones getting shot and killed. Would it really be such a bad thing? If finally some of the people getting shot and killed are the bad guys? I don't know that it would be a bad thing. Because as it is now, what has occurred is the fact that these the way these cities are approaching crime has left the law-abiding citizens, the good guys, total and complete hostages in their own cities, where they are targets, they are soft targets. And the criminals know that they can essentially do anything they want and not suffer any sort of repercussions whatsoever. There was this story last week about the two individuals 
It started week prior to that, but they they filmed themselves as they were laughing. They sought out and ran over a retired police officer who was on a bike. I don't think that him being retired as law enforcement had anything to do with it. They just found some person and they ran and filmed it, laughed about it. And one of the individuals that was arrested, who was the individual that was filming it, he openly mocked the idea that he was going to suffer any repercussions, telling law enforcement, I'm going to be out in any, I'll be out by the end of the day. You think that anybody's going to do anything to me? They know that there's no repercussions. And suggesting as Trump did something like, hey, we just, you want to take care of this problem? Allow the people who work at these stores to shoot and kill shoplifters. And it's not something that we're accustomed to clearly in this country. And in fact, the left goes after individuals that do try to step in and use force to do the right thing. Whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse or the retired, uh, the, the veteran on the New York subway, the left, they do not like the idea of people protecting themselves. But what would the results be? What would it look like if the goal is to stop this sort of crime from happening with the frequency that it does? Would, let's say, in a year's time, we see more, the same, or less of these sorts of behaviors in an area in which they knew there's a very good chance that they would be shot and killed. Now, of course, you would have to have part of that a culture that, again, doesn't punish those who, and this was Trump's point, but instead maybe celebrate him as a hero. Hold them up to other shop owners and say, hey, this is what you need to do in order to protect your store. And I'd post everywhere. It's a much different approach than posting, no guns are allowed here. Instead, we have guns and we will use them. In fact, we've used them twice. And maybe put in the store window the obituary of the individual. See, the thing about criminals is, generally speaking, they're not looking for a fight. The majority of these people that you see on film that go in, that ransack, and they steal stuff, they don't want to get into a gunfight. They don't want their lives to be put on the line. So creating an atmosphere in which it does that, they'll either stop that behavior, and it may take a few killings, or they'll move to an area that they feel they are not going to have to deal with those sorts of repercussions. I'm not suggesting that this, and I don't think that this will ever happen, but I don't know that it wouldn't be a bad idea to at least think, what would it look like if things were turned around and it were the law-abiding citizens that were unafraid to fight back? And if law and order is not going to hold these individualists accountable, allowing the private citizens to do it themselves.
Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey everyone, it's Sarah Myers. Thank you. Let me tell you about my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, first things first, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S. And the Beatles Property Maintenance team, they specialize in home repairs and maintenance. Now, as we slowly move into fall, you're probably going to notice that since it gets darker, you're kind of hanging out inside more. And maybe you start making a list of, you know what? we should update the lighting or we should do a bathroom remodel or we should do this or that. The Beatles property maintenance team, they are great at tackling a punch list. So if you have just a list of small repairs that need to be addressed, the Beatles property maintenance team, they can help you out with those items. Or maybe you have something that unexpectedly pops up, maybe something that happens in your crawl space, or maybe you need to go ahead and uh, have mold removed. Maybe you have water restoration that needs to be addressed. The Beatles property maintenance team, they can help you out with those items as well. So if you have a big home repair that needs to be addressed or a list of small ones, the Beatles property maintenance team is the team that you can trust with all of those home repairs and maintenance needs. You can give Bruce and his team a call today and you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's endorsements tab at KSG. <clears throat> On the American Transmissions Talkatex line, if I was a shop owner in danger of being looted, I would hook a garden hose to my business's hot water heater. Then if a looter entered my business, he or she would not be greeted, or they would rather, be greeted with a face full of hot water. Lethal, no. Permanent damage, no. Painful, yes. As a side benefit, he or she would probably rip off their face mask soaked with hot water, exposing their face to the cameras. And... Um, Yeah, uh, the 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 problem that people in so many of the areas are facing is that when if these individuals do get caught, they they do not worry whatsoever about any sort of repercussions, and to me that is the biggest component that contributes to this problem. Uh, so often because we visualize them, we see them, we think of law enforcement. Well, if you cut law enforcement, you're going to see an increase in crime. If you add law enforcement, you're going to see a decrease. And while there are impacts in a number of ways, people, you can catch them a thousand times over. And if they know that they aren't going to be punished, they are not going to stop committing crimes. It doesn't matter how many police officers that there are. And again, that isn't to say that we don't need that police presence, but it is just one of many factors. And you see it, you hear it. I mean, they they openly mock the idea, criminals do, that they're going to be held accountable in any sort of given way. And so that's that's part of it that really definitely needs to change. You know, the talk about, well, we have to build new prisons and so forth. So be it. These people need to start dealing with a world in which it isn't worth it for them to commit these crimes, whether they're violent or otherwise. And as long as they feel that one of the two political parties essentially is on their side, it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. We've got to get another traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Uh, around 730, we're going to talk with Congressman Burleson. A lot of things going on in Congress. You, you've got everything from a Democrat pulling a fire alarm to apparently trying to delay the vote on continuing resolutions and then claiming he was confused as to what exactly a fire alarm did. Why is it Democrats, every time they get caught doing something they shouldn't, they so often they either deny it or they play the dumb card, like Hillary Clinton and the server. Like, I don't know. I just I don't know how a fire alarm works. 
um, plus Matt Gates threatening to uh, put put in the call to, to pull McCarthy from speak. There's a, people talking about trying to oust him. It's a whole mess up there. We'll get the latest from Congressman Burleson in just about half an hour from now. Pull 